0: to Giordano on Talk Radio 1210,
1: WPHT. We have a new police commissioner in Philadelphia. Let me know if the papal smoke has gone up over City Hall or how <laughs> this works. I mean, the Philadelphia Inquirer can't be wrong, but Channel 6 has it too. I'm more relying on them than the Philadelphia Inquirer. And the uh, new police chief, police chief elect, no, I guess he can jump in right away, well, I don't know how that works with Kenny. I'll have to track him down at a Wegmans. Kevin Bethel is a longtime former deputy commissioner, Philadelphia police, and then the current chief of school safety for the school district of Philadelphia. All right, so we have that. We also have this uh, huge lawsuit filed by Elon Musk against Media Matters, which is the bane of talk radio hosts. Talk radio listeners, they seem to be formed, and they've kind of uh, branched out to go after Elon Musk now. And just one note of something that down the road that occurred to me again this morning, uh, and this is written by an African-American author in the Washington Post, Dan, and it's about Robert Kennedy Jr., Uh-oh. an African-American female, and it says... Democrats need to get real about RFK Jr.'s strength with black voters.
4: Mm.
1: Aha! So could I be proven right all wrong? All these people. Ah, see, we told you so. He takes away from Trump. And you know what the issue is with black voters and RFK Jr.? Well, the father had vast appeal. But what's the other issue, Dan, do you think? That he's noted for? You tell me. I, I don't know. Okay. Vaccinations. Oh, okay. Uh yes, yeah. remember this stuff with African Americans in general around COVID vaccinations, any vaccine.
4: So so let me clarify though, are you yeah. talking COVID vaccine or anything. RFK has a long history going back anything, further? Anything. Vaccines?
1: Here's how she begins the column. When white folks catch a cold, black folks get pneumonia. It's a phrase I heard my dad say many times when fretting about finances or the economy. A more literal manifestation of this idea termed up during the pandemic when COVID-19 devastated black communities at rates that are still hard to grasp today. It's a concept that RFK Jr. has become the face of a political movement defined, she says, by medical conspiracy theories, seems to understand. He, he received endless media coverage after telling a room of reporters the virus may have been ethnically targeted to attack Caucasians and black people. Remember that? I mean, this guy's got a lot trail of it. Yeah. A staggering 28% of black voters surveyed in a recent New York Times Siena College poll would vote for Kennedy over Biden or Donald Trump if the election were held today. And no one's going to tell me that's taken more from Trump than Biden, who already has problems with black voters and their reluctance. The other thing I'm thinking about with RFK Jr. today is the fact if there are debates, will he qualify? I I mean, I I saw that presidential commission, which I despise and just about any American should, that think they still run these debates. Damn, they put out all the debate dates. The towns are going to be in and all this. Can you see Trump? Whoa, you got to be kidding me. You think I'm going to let you just tell me what town to show up and how many debates? Right? And I don't think Biden wants to debate very much. If Trump doesn't debate in this, that is a tactical error. You know, in the 2020, I said he didn't debate in the second one because they wouldn't have been there together. He was afraid Biden would cheat. Do you think Biden is a good cheater? If he were standing there no. on Zoom? No. Well, Can you can't imagine? think
4: on his feet. He doesn't have the capacity.
1: Imagine <laughs> Danny whispering, say Borowski. <laughs> oh, what was hey, hey. Reminds me of a story, you know. Yeah. So I see this as this woman's on to something here where RFK Jr. could qualify for the debates and also in the general election with black vote. Remember, we're dealing here with small percentages. So am I still going to conclude if these people keep on telling me that RFK Jr. takes more from Trump than Biden? He takes some from Trump, no doubt. I think he takes more from Biden by percentage points, and that's all that's necessary in order to have one or the other win. And I'll go through this uh, column. I just saw it this morning, Washington I, I, Post. I still
4: disagree. You do? Why? Yeah. Like I, I just I think there are tons of former Bernie Bros yeah. that are looking for that anti-establishment candidate, and and. Uh, They they don't necessarily align, you know, conservatively, politically with Trump. They just want that anti-establishment. And and I think a lot of Trump's base, well, not a lot. I I don't think the majority. I say, you know, 25, 30 percent of his base are people that left both parties trying to find someone that would speak out against the establishment. And now you have RFK here who's become
1: the number one, you know, priority for those voters. I still think, though, when you have Trump and you can see the leads he has in the polls. Why would you go with an imitation? You're going to say they're tired. They think Trump's. But, has, the
4: but the question becomes: Has Trump become an imitation of himself? Because He's out well, here talking about anti-establishment,
1: but then he had the time in office to do right. something
4: about it, and uh, uh, everything I'm, just got I'm worse. You're
1: looking at people your own age or younger. Yeah, and um, I'm not sure they're going to be as much of a factor as you think in this election. Well, first off, they got to come out to vote in the polls. And if they're, <laughs> right, if know, they're females, they're... they're only voting on abortion in Taylor Swift Con. By the way, yeah. did you see that fumble of Travis Kelsey last night? All
4: that frustration that was bubbling in Kelsey, was that not having Taylor Swift? Do you think he would have had that kind of attitude, that personality if she were in audience?
1: No, he no. wouldn't have, but look, in his defense, he's being attacked because he jetted off to Argentina and back, and that's pretty grueling. Joe Concha attacking him on Twitter, the guy that's on Fox. Ah. Can you imagine? The fumble was a good play on the part of the Eagles. It wasn't – Kelsey had the ball buttoned up, I think, and the guy, uh, one of the uh, safeties, punched it out. It was a good play. But the fact that he fumbled, and Andy Reid showed us Andy Reid again, fourth down and four in his own 39, right? And what – on the Eagles 39. Uh, And what does he do? He punts. And the guy punts it into the end zone. Oh my God! You got to go. You got Patrick Mahomes. I think the Eagles look very much Super Bowl bound now after last night. That's got to be your takeaway on this. It's. I have nuts. a bone to pick with
4: you, though, Mister Giordano, and I think a oh, lot of the right. audience might if they the followed. Yes. Yeah, yeah. If they followed,
1: uh, I know. Yeah. Well, I had the well. No, I did. I did have the catches right. Seven and a well, half no, was the well, number. The he thing had is, seven.
4: if I just went with my gut, let me right. let me make sure this works real quick. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, Philadelphia Eagles money line. Boom. Under 45.5 match points. Jalen Hurts, anytime touchdown score. DeAndre Swift, anytime touchdown score. Oh, man. Yep. Travis Kelsey, under 7.5 receptions. He had seven. Right. And then Travis Kelsey, you had us bet over 76 dollars 5 You only
1: have 54
4: 44 yards.
3: Dan's always giving me a hard time. We
4: know that. Oh, well. <laughs> that actually worked out pretty good. But uh, yeah, that was All supposed right. to be a big well, buzzer. That, that was $900? Yeah. For $1,000. Oh, yeah, my I bet God. $5 oh, for $1,000 in the damn time right. parlay yesterday I with come those up six with legs. A good
1: one when we do fandom. And today. I specifically
4: said my gut here is to go. Both oh, under on the uh, you know receptions right. and the yards, but you convinced no, me otherwise. No, I think
1: you were going over on the receptions.
4: Actually, I think it might have been. Yeah, right? you were. Yeah. You would have gone. That lessens the so. blow a little bit. Thank yeah, you. No, yeah, I yeah. I
1: shouldn't have said that. I just came up with an esoteric thing there. All right, and so. I just got a, a very
4: uh, a right leaning individual who texted me saying that Trump uh, Trump pushed the vaccines, and that alone is making her lean towards RFK. <laughs>
1: You've Got to tell me who that is here a, oh yeah, in a moment. Yeah, in a moment, I will. He didn't push the vaccines, he took credit for it, and it's one of the greatest things he did, I believe. And now we have somebody that's going to be neck they have to be pretty far out there. My god, I, I mean, he, he
4: was the one that you know, there was a operation to get it out there quick. Yeah. And but yes. he,
1: going to hold that against him. Oh my yeah, god, yeah. but he was against mandating it. You can't hold that. No one holds that against Trump. I I'm sorry, that's.
4: But there are some people that group him along with Travis Kelsey in the uh, uh, you know, well, vaccine the Fi- debate.
1: Mr. Pfizer. All right. Fizer, let right. me say a couple words about the new police chief. And, Dan, people are already on Twitter. And, look, I know Twitter is just smarter than a room negative. But well, what about Larry Krasner? All right. Let, let's break this down. We're going to have a new mayor who's better than Jim Kenney by huge margins. We're going to have a new police commissioner who, based upon cop sources— I've been talking with all morning, vouch for the guy as a cop who will uh, enforce the law vigorously, but is also going to be able to satisfy the demand on police accountability. Charles Ramsey is what he was likened to. Now, Ramsey wasn't Frank Rizzo, but he was a very good police commissioner for somebody that came from outside the city. This guy was a cop deputy commissioner for X number of years and has been in the city. And as far as Krasner, we could have Dick Tracy as police commissioner. And we still have to deal with Krasner. I mean, that's true. And we're doing everything we can either to beat him in the next election. This uh, November 27th is the argument about his impeachment. If we win on that and that sticks, then we move forward with uh, pushing for the trial of Larry Krasner. Uh, You know, so why do people want to wallow in this? Would you rather we just continue the status quo? And I guess your only answer is stay away from Philadelphia in any way, shape, or form. You can't. We know it's coming into the suburbs. We got to get Krasner out of there. All right, side question. Surely not
4: enough Dick Tracy references made on this show. Well, thank
1: you. It's my first ever. Yeah, I went back. I went back. I reached for that. (laughs) <laughs> all right. So uh, side question today. Meglio furs. All right. They were a staple in South Philly. And this stand is kind of the part of South Philly that was the real South Philly, you know, back in the day. It's fallen a little bit, I think, on hard times. You get over around Broad and Wharton, Reed and all that. And you're pretty close to Ninth Street. Uh, That's the South Philly. Every uh, funeral director in the world goes through there. They're all Italian, too. Up and down the block. Must be a dozen of them, right? They're all headquartered there. Uh So uh, Meglio's furs sign was taken down yesterday. It's a landmark. So as soon as I saw that, I told Dan, wow, this plays right into our hands for a side question. I want to know your all-time Philadelphia area landmark. It could be a sign. It could be, um, I'll give you one, Dan, uh, Cotman and Castor, whenever the Flyers win, used to win, or the Eagles or whatever. It's a five points there in Northeast Philadelphia. It's a landmark. That's where people go to celebrate because all those roads come together there. So I'm going to take off the board, Philadelphia area landmark, the Rocky Steps. All right, which has international people.
4: Yeah, but isn't it a bit overrated?
1: I don't know. People... So the steps, not the statue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. People beat cancer, and they come here to run the Rocky Steps. Okay, yeah. I have a friend, Mike Vitez, who wrote a great book about it, the stories. You're besmirching people wanting to run up those steps that that have done oh my god that's right and shakespeare's not uh... like you
4: get out there and they're like yeah it's there there's obviously the movie reference but they're stairs okay all
1: right what's yours then let's see if we can uh Uh,
4: i got a big one dom and it's one that goes way too un like loved in philadelphia like it's just sitting there just rotting away and it could be so much and there are so many different plans for turning it into something but it just they never seem to happen and, and at one point, right. it's the it's the biggest ship that the United States have ever oh, built. You're back
1: on that one again, yeah. Yes, and, and it yes. crossed
4: the ocean the fastest in history. Like the, yes. this thing is hugely historic, and it's American exceptionalism at its finest. The SS United States. I think Sinatra had like a residency on it at one point. It's just wow. sitting there in South Philadelphia, Dom. I mean, you cross the Whitman Bridge, you look over, and it's just a bitter reminder of what that thing could be. They
1: want to make uh, hotel rooms out of it. I heard one yeah. developer. Oh, that's a good one, though. All right, I have to tip the hat to that. So we have the uh, Rocky Steps off. Hit us with something that is a Philadelphia area, even if it's been destroyed, taken down, that you think is a good one. There are a lot of them. It just hit me when I saw the sign yesterday. The new police commissioner, how are you feeling about that? As far as I can tell, this is an upgrade. You know, but I'm only going based upon my little knowledge of this guy, his background, and uh, also Uh, what the cop sources that I rely on, what they say about him. So, you know, it's not my choice, Dan. There were two or three other people. I would have been happy because I could see the proof of it with the current interim guy. Wouldn't you have been? You've been on that, too, that he's out there all the time. We see him, et cetera. But uh, we didn't get that. I think it's a good pick. We'll uh, break it down as we're trying to uh, get them on, even though it's not announced yet. So, can
4: I yeah, throw another one out there? Sure. Just because I, I want to push it out. It can be Philadelphia suburbs, right? Just to, Yes. I oh, the thing is, that, too. Right. I, I really like you. You mentioned maybe it's not around anymore, but uh, a lot of people might remember it as a big landmark. I just want to throw out this one as an answer to get people's minds kind of spinning in that direction. The Bazaar of All Nations.
1: Oh. Yeah. Dave Scalish, if he hears that, our world-class engineer will come that that's an all timer there was a documentary done about it we yeah. had him in here talking about what was in that like i've violations. never
4: been there i i don't know much about it but because of scalish because of jim kelly I,
1: I i hear so much about it and yeah i don't know if it's still in existence or not it's near the golden mile out there in delaware county springfield clifton heights all right so that's what we're looking for how are you feeling about the new police commissioner And again, he's been in charge of uh, I'm not in agreement with some of the policies he's done with the school police. But overall, when he was a Philadelphia cop, deputy commissioner, he did a good job. And I think uh, the Ramsey years here were good. I think he was a good cop, good record and enforced the law vigorously. He didn't beat up on cops as far as, you know, a Larry Krasner approach, but he held cops accountable. All that's good. I don't know fully all the other choices, but Dan, I do know the dad of Officer Fitzgerald was a finalist. That's the cop who was killed, Temple cop who was killed, and his father is a head of uh, the police, some part of the police in Denver, and apparently he was in the running. So uh, 855-839-1210. Got a lot to say today, too, about the Elon Musk lawsuit. And uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. is fascinating. To Dan's point, I get it. You, maybe Dorenzo and others, you know, you see the establishment, you're paying attention to it. I'm not sure if the average person, say 22 to 30, is paying attention at closely enough that they're going, wow. Kennedy Jr., you know, I, I'm not sure who they are. Like, I, I would venture go to say that.
4: that most of the political videos on TikTok are either hyper-progressive or they're right. anti-establishment. Right. There's not many pro-conservative or pro-moderate Democrat videos. So he's, videos. he's
1: it's, Trump of the left, you're saying?
4: I, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And, and I think he's so anti-establishment in a lot of people's eyes that those on the right are getting a... Like, like, I'll be completely honest. Before he came out with the reparations stuff, I was in RFK's <clears throat> camp. I, oh, yeah, I, I liked what he had to say. Uh, and then I obviously had to reconsider.
1: Well, you, you know where I'm going. It's, uh, you know I, I'm not in his camp and I don't want him to, you know, uh, if I'm wrong, which is rare, but I could be on this. I'm going to go down the reparations thing. If I have a chance, when I need to, Trump, reparations, reparations, tie him to it. It's a killer,
4: but like like my group of friends, and that's right. really what I'm just speaking of. We we grew up on South Park, uh, comedy, right. you know, libertarian type comedy, uh, Chappelle show. Uh, now I went and saw Big J Okerson over the weekend. Gives you kind of an idea of what my friend group hmm. kind of like looks for in entertainment. Uh, so they they're kind of quasi into politics, but they're all pro RFK. They all love the guy, and I, I okay. don't. That's like, on, like, that's I, I on paper
1: to, now because – And they you
4: know, were pro-Trump just because right. they're like, okay. everything in Washington's such BS. Someone has to go and blow that up. Uh, they thought it would be Trump. He didn't do it. So now they're looking at RFK as that person.
1: All right. Uh, let me throw that out to you, too. And I'll give you more. This columnist, African-American saying large appeal on the vaccine issue with African-American voters. I don't know if she, she's right on that, but if it gets them to take a look at him versus the other two, we're into percentages. And as Dan writes, if you're in that category, 30 something, somewhere around there, listener, maybe a bit libertarian, would you chuck Trump for RFK Jr.? If he is in the debate, Dan, that's where there's going to be trouble for both. You know, imagine de- uh, Biden debating RFK Jr. Oh my God. Now, with Trump, <laughs> I can't even imagine the collision of those Why two. I would just throw Fetterman
4: up there for the. Uh, yeah, that's about. right.
1: Yeah, well, he's been righted two out of two this week on China and Israel. What's up with that? The wife must be completely away. I smell divorce there with Yoko Ono. All right, 855 10. All that in play. Uh, jump in, hit us on the side question to Philly landmark. And uh, I don't know uh, Meglios, but in South Philly, that's another sign of the times there. It's a fur place too, Dan. Can you imagine a fur place at at uh, Broad and uh, Wharton? row in the fur? No, 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 not at all. Yeah, I it's don't amazing. know. I don't
4: know really anyone that is much in their fur. No,
1: and the, the other one that's it's not a look I enjoy that, near there. Have you ever heard the boot and the saddle? What, do they sell, like cowboy boots? No, it was a bar. I just always thought it wait, was... Wait, wait,
4: is this, is this the bar that you frequented while you wore the cowboy boots? No, helmet?
1: I never was in there. I had bad... You know, I just don't sort of
4: deny the cowboy boots. Pick
1: so. up stuff of sailors and stuff in there. I just never... It's got an historical marker. You can't knock down the building. you got to keep the boot and saddle thing. Can we take a moment?
4: Yeah. I, I've always wondered, to pick your brain... Yes. The, 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 the idea of cowboy boots in South Philly... Like, yeah. It's not just you. It's something that it, it was common. Like what? What was the,
1: the idea behind it? Like I don't know where I even got them from. Yeah, yeah. I like the height part. Maybe oh, it was, was a it little... like Dukes
4: of Hazzard were cool, yeah. so like it was trendy, or
1: I had the chain too, though cowboy boots it's and just, the chain.
4: You live in South Philly, though, and
1: a jeansuit. Yeah, three. You're, you're not riding suits. horses. I know. Well, maybe it was the height. I just like the look.
4: Was there, like, tumbleweeds? During I, that I, time I South think Australia? the first
1: date with Roe, I may have worn the cowboy boots and a chain. Have fights down at the saloon? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The boot and saddle. <laughs> All right. We got a good one today. And I really want to get you in first, though. Uh, RFK Jr., this whole vaccine thing, black voters, and uh, Dan and Dorenzo can't wait, I think, particularly Dorenzo, to get to that RFK button. If he's in the debates, I don't think any of the others would qualify. But can you imagine a debate with Cornell West, RFK, Biden, and Trump? Oh, my God.
3: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
1: Welcome to your Dan O's show, uh, Brian Kilmeade on the show today at 2 o'clock at 12.30. Dan has been chasing this researcher, Lee Fang, down. Wrote an unbelievable piece, and this plays into all this Elon Musk stuff and what's going on. NewsGuard, how this company is created a ministry of truth uh, on the Internet through the government. And they, all have, they have a metric. That's misinformation. It seems to be most things conservative or misinformation, disinformation. And they work with social media to downplay it or excise it in some way, shape, or form. So that's coming up in just a couple of minutes. This guy really, really is on top of this. It is uh, amazing to me, too, that we have another Leah Thomas. We have this... Um, Now this transgender woman, last name is Cortez, or is it the first name is Cortez? Cortez Fields, hyphenated last name, now competing and setting records at the Ramapo uh, University or college. The swimmer described former University of Pennsylvania swimmer Leah Thomas as an inspiration. All right, so we're trying, Riley Gaines is on this. Uh this person be was nine, a uh,
4: tomorrow, I think.
1: Okay, perfect. Uh a mediocre uh swimmer, Dan, and uh just won the one hundred yard butterfly with a new program record, won the two hundred yard uh with a record, second place in the two hundred yard butterfly. Now it doesn't look to be as big as Leah Thomas, but here we have again, after all this. And my buddy Bill Lawrence has uh kind of an exclusive that Out in the Pendelco School District, they suddenly met last night to say uh, bathrooms are open to anybody that you want, whatever you identify with. And, uh, yeah, you can be still a male and be on the sports teams of females. Pendelco? What the heck's going on? Is it a new school board there? I'll give you details on that a little bit later. All right, side question today. Meglio's first giant sign saw them taking it down. Every time one of them goes down, it feels like a piece of the area goes down. Right. So uh, hit us with um, the landmark that you definitely miss, or it may be still there, a landmark or a place that is identifiable.
4: Uh, before the break, we were talking about the cowboy boots in South Philadelphia. Newman Price on Twitter makes a very uh, smart yes. observation. He says he wonders if it was a result of spaghetti westerns. And, ah, uh, that's
1: right. Yeah, Quinn yeah, Eastwood. All the Italians westerns. that want to, you know, pretend yes. they're in the West. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, do you punk? <laughs> that is one of my top ten lines. The, the, I like lines where the preamble's almost as good as the line where he goes, "And all this mayhem, you know, all this stuff going on, the fire plugs going up in the air." He's got a sandwich in one hand he was eating and a giant gun. It's very true. All your quotes. It's
4: always the preamble (laughs) that really stands out to you. Yeah. Do
1: you get what? It's it's a build up. Can't handle the truth. It's the build up, you know? Yes, it is. Yeah. It's a build up that uh, is everything in life. Yeah. The line itself. I'm already past it by the time we get there. The build up does it. All right. Let's take Joe. In Pennsylvania the somewhere. Front, the same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. don't get me started. Yeah, it's almost right a holiday. Right. Yeah, let's go to Joe. All right, Joe, what do you have today? Hi.
5: Yeah, hi. Uh, actually, we go back way back with Uncle Irv.
1: Oh, okay. Absolutely. All-time right great. Mean, I mean, yes. that's how
5: far back we go. Listen, uh, remember Valley Forge Music Fair? Yes. Yeah, sure. Man, I'll tell you what. I went to Valley Forge Military Academy. We used to go down on the weekends to the shows. And I swear I met you
1: down there. Shid Cerise was in a show with her husband, and she fell off the stage and broke her ankle. I don't know if you remember that or not.
5: Uh, but anyway,
1: I, yeah,
4: I just thought I'd throw
5: that well, out uh, there. Valley Forge Music Fair is you. a good one.
1: Love Sid Cerise. <laughs> I don't remember that, though.
4: Was that a Dr. Oz event?
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Dr. Oz people fainted. I just barely opened my mouth. I'm thinking, what the heck's (laughs) going on? Did I say something? It's going to be, the inquirer's going to be over. The woman is fainting. Don, you're a classy guy. That's right. I knew it wasn't me. All right, coming up, we're going to talk about uh, this researcher from Real Queer Politics, Lee Fang, and he's got a great piece, NewsGuard, the Internet Trust Tool, how the government, the Internet, and this businessman, this is big, big money and big, big trouble, have come together to come up with metrics using, and they'll determine if it's misinformation. Now, you know that's next to impossible, right? I mean, we'd have to take every political candidate. Biden, can you imagine a guy eh, 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 hitting the button? Dear Kevlar. eh, uh. Yeah, there you go. I mean, a lot of uh, anybody can say misinformation when they just don't want to debate the point. Okay, he's next. Eight five five eight three nine twelve. 5 Got to get off the cowboy boots with Dan. He's fixated on that because he's mad on that parlay. I did mess up. I wore Janko jeans, so. Uh, I did mess up. Yeah, Spaghetti Westerns. They were a thing. I love Clint Eastwood's hair and some of that stuff, yeah. Really good. <laughs> so you are trying to emulate Clint. Yeah, yeah uh, I mean, yeah. how could you not? He's still today, God. He's about 94, 95. He is he's still, cool, yeah. yeah.
0: Old Man Winter here.
1: If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here?
2: Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived.
1: Sure.
0: Better the reward you put in the hours the energy the tough labor you are a fighter and medella is your reward medella the mark of a fighter drink responsibly beer imported by Crown Port Chicago Illinois
1: Don to your Dano show welcome in everyone 8558391210 I I've said it when he first said he was going to go independent RFK jr. That this, one way or another, is going to be probably the number one or number two reason for who's elected president. And I stick by it. And we're seeing this column I'm mentioning in the Washington Post today is pretty insightful on that. I still, in the end, think it takes away from Biden more. But I was just thinking when I saw this presidential debates put out there. Now, I don't know what they do if uh, either Trump or Biden or both don't want to debate They have them all set up, which is presumptuous. All right, we'll get back to that. But I am fascinated, and thanks to Dan, because uh, sometimes, you know, a guest is a busy life. Uh, This piece, a couple weeks back, News Guard is what it's called. The researcher is Lee Fang. Uh, News Guard, surrogate the feds pay to keep watch on the Internet and to be a judge of the truth. You know, you know that pesky that um, the, the uh, guy uh, Dale something over on CNN. The guy who constantly comes on. And the guy Dale, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, what, yeah. what are they the called? Fact checker. Uh, the fact checker. Yeah. The fact checker extraordinaire. And he fits the part. Dale, Dale. Is this, is yes. that right, Dale. Now this is the we don't need Dale anymore. Now we have the, an internet fact checker. Oh, Can you see if the uh, politician got a shock if it was too much misinformation? <sighs> All right, that's two strikes. Any more misinformation, you will get a mild shock. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Let's go to uh, Lee Fang here from uh, Real Queer Politics on Talk Radio 1210. Lee, great work. Thank you very much for coming on today.
5: Hey, Dom, Thanks so much for having me.
1: Well, tell me about uh, New Guard Technologies. And uh, this, uh, you say in the beginning of the piece, came to light during the Twitter files.
5: Well, you know, that's right. Um, I... To write this piece, I blended, you know, a, a number of sources. Uh, talked to a lot of the publishers targeted by NewsGuard. You know, I got a lot of. You know, I did some of the Twitter files, so I have some of those emails. Uh, looked at some of the litigation and other public documents. But just to kind of summarize this for your listeners, there are a lot of purported fact-checking anti-misinformation groups out there. You know, it's it's kind of the uh, cause du jour that, you know, we need these organizations to clean up the public discourse, to provide a, you know, a fact check on on the news. And, you know, on the face value of that, there's nothing controversial, but if you drill down on the details, um, many of these organizations are very partisan. They have their own viewpoint of the truth that is reflective of certain ideological conflicts of interests, of other corporate conflicts of interests. But NewsGuard is separate from a lot of these other groups in that this is a for-profit company that is trying to change really the architecture of the Internet because when they rate you as a serial misinformer, as a misinformation website, they're partnering with advertising agencies with the um, kind of ad networks that, that place ads on the Internet. They're either, they're implanting their uh, plug-in their browser plugin on public libraries and universities, even they're working with some telecom companies to kind of make this a standard function when you're browsing the web, and they're trying to basically demonetize uh, news publishers uh, carte blanche when they rate you as a misinformer. The problem again here is that they've got uh, their own biases and their criteria of what is true and not true um, this is, again, very subjective. And, you know, they've gone after a lot of conservative websites, but they're not purely just going after conservatives. They're really going after anyone that uh, questions the mainstream uh, discourse. Any kind of dissenting websites, including some on the left, are getting slapped with this misinformation label and getting demonetized and, and really just censored here.
1: Would an issue, we're not in the throes of COVID, but I guess some overlay of vaccine, is there a particular issue here? that uh, triggered this, or I see Stephen Brill's name on it, and as much as I admire some of his work, it doesn't surprise me. He's the type of guy who I can see, can't see his own biases, even if they're internal, that you're not actively, everybody has bias. You know, we just cannot, uh, I don't know what I would say is misinformation. I'd be very, very careful myself, Lee, uh, to do that. So how about you? I mean, is it Isn't that the fair point here? Are they interested in profit? There's a lot of money here, or is it dominance of some sort?
5: Yeah, that's a, that's a very important point. You know, unlike all the other kind of major fact checking organizations out there. And again, there are many out there. NewsGuard is a for profit entity. Most of those other groups are nonprofit. They're hoping to actually benefit monetarily from censoring sites. So that, that creates clear conflicts of interest. So, um, for example, they partner, and one of their largest investors is the Publicist Group. That's the largest conglomerate of marketing and advertising agencies. That's the company that's working with Pfizer to place their ads. Now, they're going after pretty much any critic of the vaccines. Any, any website that criticizes the coercive vaccine policies, whether that's uh, the mandate, the, some of the, the lockdowns, the vaccine passports, they're going after those sites. Um, and calling that misinformation, even though these are legitimate areas of public debate. In fact, some of these policies, I think, have been, you know, overturned by the courts. They've they've kind of been shown as ineffective. This isn't misinformation. This is how we formulate public policy in an open society. We talk about these issues. We criticize them. We 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 look at the facts and try to figure out what's best. But here for, you know, for uh, the mandates, that's this is a government policy that coerces individuals to buy a, a corporate product. You know, it's very unlike almost anything we've, we've seen in the last few years. So again, this is a conflict of interest that they're working with the big advertising agencies that are working with Pfizer, and then they're labeling critics of these policies of Pfizer's product as misinformation and trying to, dis, to blacklist them. Again, here's another example. Uh, NewsGuard, one of their big clients has been the Defense Department. You know, the Pentagon uh, gave them a $750,000 contract to look at misinformation. Well, then guess what, what happens? Uh, some of these uh, independent journalists' websites that are criticizing and raising questions about the war between Ukraine and Russia, noting that the U.S. has a lot of sway over this country, noting that you know there have been credible reports that there are extremist elements of the Ukraine military. Now, I'm not saying you have to agree with any of these messages, but this, these are these. This is reporting. You know, we have to look at this critically. Even if you support uh, uh, the Ukrainian side, there are legitimate questions to be had. Um, this uh, this website that I'm I'm referring to, Consortium News, this is a left wing site. This has been labeled as misinformation. They take twelve of their articles critical of the war in Ukraine and then label all twenty thousand of their archived uh, news stories as misinformation. All the, all the while. Uh, NewsGuard is working with the Defense Department, which clearly has an agenda here. So, you know, this is, again, we all have our biases, sure. But NewsGuard casts itself as the neutral
1: arbiter of truth, and they're reshaping how we see the news. How do they do it then, though? Is it just – what is it they've set up? I see the rating system and all that. What do they do exactly? Yeah, so they – when they
5: target a site, they will – cherry-pick a few articles that they claim are misinformation. They will provide the publisher an opportunity to respond, so they'll send some questions. Um, You know, we talked to one publisher who went through this process, The Daily Skeptic. This is a British libertarian website. Um, And they will give uh, at least a perfunctory opportunity for a site to respond. Well, The Daily Skeptic responded to every question that was raised about their news articles. They even appended every article that was flagged by NewsGuard uh, with the uh, criticism of the site, of of the article, and provided their own rebuttal. You know, they updated their site uh, after responding to questions from NewsGuard. What did NewsGuard do after uh, the Daily Skeptic responded and engaged in good faith? They actually downgraded the rating. They have a rating system from zero to 100. And for a site that said, hey, look, we're going to actually – Update every single article with your criticism and then provide more information so that, you know, it's a back and forth. You know, we, you have your perspective, we have ours and here's our documentation. Here's our studies. And and in and, and reward for actually engaging with NewsGuard, NewsGuard punish them even more.
1: Uh, what's the remedy now? Calling attention to it. I mean, this is incredible, the research and the um, fluency you have with several different sources. And again, it's nonpartisan, bipartisan. Uh, real clear politics talking with Lee Fang. What's the remedy, Lee? Uh, now we know about this. What kind of response have you gotten from people to do something?
5: No, that's a good question. I think you know the very first response is just raising awareness. This NewsGuard company has bullied and pressured so many sites. Uh, the Federalists, even the site that I, I wrote this for, Real Clear Politics. Um, you know that they've got a view on the on the on the Russia Gate issue, where you know. It, Anyone who pushed this false narrative about Trump, Russia, gets 100 percent rating and anyone who questioned it gets downgraded. Uh, even now that we're kind of a few years out from that, we can look in the rearview mirror and say, hey, look, this was unfair. But what do we do about it for the current issues going on right now? I don't have a good answer to that. You know, there have been some in Congress that have talked about hearings. Uh, looking into this, that hasn't really happened yet, um, I think, for the casual reader. For someone who's logging in a, in a library and and seeing these like negative ratings when they're trying to read the news, they have no way of knowing that this this site is very biased on, and, and and conflicted. I, I I don't have a great answer for you. I I actually love your opinion on this. On what what can regular Americans who are just trying to navigate the internet do? I, I I'm kind of left speechless here. Uh,
1: yeah, I would tell you. <laughs> hey, I was going to ask you too. Media matters. Elon Musk. It's along the lines of this. What Uh, Media Matters apparently did, putting some uh, neo-Nazi stuff right next to, say, a Ford company ad to get Ford to pull out of uh, Twitter. That's what the lawsuit's about. I happen to think uh, I am very dismissive of anybody that has the temerity to say uh, we're the arbiter of information, misinformation and all that. They're not even suspect. They're obvious to me. And the, the counterpunch to them is... You can have a great debate. You can have both voices. You can do any of that. And I'm fine with that. And that's how you sort out what is uh, misinformation. A lot of this stuff is perceptual. Very hard to say other than something purely scientific. And even then, science is always debating. So I would say, Lee, my, my point is the whole thing is preposterous. It's completely suspect because you just can't do it. There's no way.
5: Yeah, that's right. And, and I think there's an additional danger when the government gets involved. Oh, well, when, absolutely. When, it, when is it OK for the government to be, to be the arbiter of truth on controversial topics where we don't know the answers? You know, we don't want the, the, the government inserting themselves into a newspaper or magazine to tell us the truth. Why is it OK for them to work with these third party fact checking organizations that then bully the news? Isn't that just censorship by proxy?
1: Exactly. And this is the great conundrum for Congress. And Lee, based upon some of them I'm talking with, their knowledge of the internet, et cetera, is not real good. So this is going to take a <laughs> while to get it out there. You know, I'm being. No, kind. That's, that's
5: an understatement. And,
1: and that's why we can't even get is the internet like a newspaper or not, and how does this work? Uh, I'm more in the camp that thinks the libertarian approach of free range, yeah, you're going to have some probably bad stuff out there. But the more you do what they're doing with Newscart, The very people who are conspiratorial oriented, they're going to become more that way. They're not going to stop because you say it's misinformation. You got to be kidding me.
5: No, that's that's actually a great point. You know, um, in terms of how do how do you drive someone crazy? You you, you present them with the truth and then tell them this is a lie, and then when they when they start looking this up, they, they realize that there actually are major corporations and government agencies, including the military, involved in preventing them from seeing the truth. Exactly. I and mean, that's got to sow a lot of cynicism in the public. Like, If you're a normal person, again, this, the world is a complex place. I'm a reporter that, you know, stares at the news all day, and, you know, it's hard for me to sort out the truth. So for anyone working, in, you know, a 9-to-5 job and just, has, you know, has a little bit of downtime to read the news, how do they sort out? Uh, and there is misinformation and disinformation, you know, no doubt. But for this additional layer of corporate and government censorship to really manipulate the information out there I mean it's just kind of mind boggling
1: it is it's great stuff I'm so glad we got you back on now uh, Lee uh, newsguard the internet trust tool at real clear politics where do we find your work on Twitter or where your headquarters or website where do we find you
5: well I, I write primarily on my sub stack which is www.leefang.com. com um, would love uh, for your listeners to check me out there. I try to publish new investigations about it once a week. So appreciate you having me on, Dom. Thank you so much.
1: Will you please uh, stay in touch with Dan, my producer, and the next thing you have of interest, let us know. We're always open.
5: Hey, thanks so much. You have a nice Thanksgiving. Have a good
1: Thanksgiving. Thank you, uh, Lee. Dan, great work. I know it took a couple weeks to come up with it. I just had to throw the ball out here with Lee, and he uh, hit every point that I uh, could see in his article. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. really on top of that, man. It, yeah.
4: it's, it's really scary. You have a private company here,
1: essentially the Arbiter of Truth. It's the well, Truth
4: Commission, isn't it? Yeah, not?
1: and it's, it's also that it's impossible to do, even if you're completely well-intentioned. We're all made up. Man, just think, I mean, if my intention is just to tell you the absolute truth, just think of all the things I have percolating that come out on the air. How would I even know if I'm just yeah. 100% like the fact checker uh, over at CNN? Yeah. <laughs> All right, 855-839-1210. And we'd have the asterisk underneath everything. Yeah, and just
4: have something like this, after so much that was claimed as fake news is coming out yeah. as truthful. And, uh, you know, if NewsGuard was there, they would have labeled it as fake. And, and who determines what's fake and
1: who are they listening to and where are the biases coming from? It's Yeah. And the, the Defense Department giving him uh, three quarters of a million. Yeah, go ahead. Let's. And it was a left-wing site. They don't like the Ukraine war thing. Big money there. Don't tell us the negatives. Tom Giordano Show. So, Dan, I don't see in the front pages of the Inquirer now, are they backing away from it? Do you still see the police commissioner stories? Uh They no. moved them away a little bit? Um, I'm looking for that. Oh, no. The, the Inquirer? Yeah. It's a front page now. Oh, is the it website? still? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so um, this is a major deal. Look, I know we still have the reign of Krasner land. We coined the term. We deal with it, all that. But uh, a new police commissioner here and new mayor is a start for the entire area. And we'll still have to continue to deal with uh, Krasner. Um, I hear good things from the police sources I talked to today. So we'll uh, continue to uh, monitor that situation. All right, side question today, though. We saw uh, this uh, fur company, Meglio's Fur. See this big sign, big crane taking it down in Southville. It occurred to us, we've never really asked this. It can be a current landmark, you know, something people say, uh, you know, where the sign is, where this place is. Or something that got knocked down. The Melrose is obviously the all timer, but, uh, you know, one of the all timers. Let's go to uh, Patty in South Philly. Hey, Patty, you're on Talk Radio 1210. Hi. Hey, Dom. How are you? And hello ahead. to Dan. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, Patty. Um, uh, Melrose was my pick, but as I was sitting here waiting, my main pick is Columbos. Oh, yes. Colombo's right. nightclub was a part of my history and we were there so many times as were so many people in Philadelphia it was an amazing place P and Frank Palumbo were two of the nicest people in the world I'm sure Dom you've been there many times oh yeah now you sound vague for me you got a vocal pattern is Jody your sister yes she is (laughs) (laughs) how's she doing
4: He's doing pretty good, Dom. Good, Thank good.
1: Yeah, Palumbo's yeah. too, and it's still a point of honor. They should have named the West River Drive after Frank Palumbo. Who they did...
4: actually did. Yes, they did, Dom, and then they backed away from it, right. and changed
1: it. I know. That's what I mean. It still should be yeah. uh, Palumbo Drive. The guy did more for the city than almost anybody Absolutely. imaginable. So Melrose, just for the zoo, the zoo itself, exactly what he did for the zoo and children. Yes, an amazing man. All right, thank you, Patty. And tell Jody, both you have a great Thanksgiving. You do the same. Take care. Bye. All right, yeah, the Melrose. Meet me at the Melrose. Everybody knows, goes to the Melrose, goes to Melrose. So, uh, like, the Archie
4: comics, they have, uh, what, what was it, Pops or whatever, the burger bar, where everyone yes. kind of, like, gathered uh, right. after any events, so, Like, after anything let out at the schools, people went, was that what the
1: Melrose was? You just went there and you saw everyone from the neighborhood and... Uh, yeah, and also, Dan, just what an invention. They had a table where you sit with people you don't know. Remember I told you that? Unless you had four people, unless it was totally that's open. Not,
4: no, that's not, like, I, I can't get behind that idea.
1: Like, did you converse with the people at the table? Well, I'm not saying it was a yourself? good idea. I'm saying it was unusual. I, I was never a fan of that. So You're was it right. always, like, the last open table? Yeah, I think so. Right by the door, too. Yeah, people so, just tried to avoid it. When this. you come into the door, it would be to your... Well, maybe there were two of them. There was one to the right. I always—I never had to sit at. Was it there a get. specific uh, Dom Giordano dish? That yeah, you we never—I had him as a sponsor for a while, which was a thing. But they never did that. That was a—you no. know—maybe that's why the company. But so you, it. you
4: yourself, when you went, what did you order? Was there a, a good thing that you uh, had, like a regular?
1: Uh, I don't remember no. any particular, but okay. I did get to go in the back room, and they actually had each station. How do you make a lima bean? And they had the script. Oh, it was amazing. Okay. Yeah. It is it is one of the saddest yeah.
4: uh, things imagine. The like diners of the past are awesome. Like, I went to yeah. Ponzios across the, yes, the bridge. Yes,
1: Ponzios are great. Oh, it's so, it's uh, so cool. Did stuff. The name was on the marquee there. I did a debate. Did you? Standing up with John Runyon and this other guy, and I thought there were going to be fisticuffs. Yeah. <laughs> great debate. Imagine, though, a stand-up debate walking through the diner debating with two candidates for Congress. <laughs> Over at Ponzios. Oh, <laughs> you can't make this stuff up alright eight three nine twelve ten. right, uh, You get on board. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk with Delaware Valley Journal uh, editor Linda Stern, uh, Linda Stein about all these local people who are in charge of kids big time that are also anti-Semites. Some of them just got kicked off school boards, one of them in Upper Dublin. That's next on Talk Radio 12 Tech.
0: down Giudano, weekdays, noon till 3. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD